This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening. These are some interesting times we live in. This week has already highlighted some of the Orwellian instincts of our federal government. Take the odd behavior by our nation's attorney general. First, she issued a partial transcript of the 911 calls of the Orlando terror attack. Here is Lynch describing what would and would not be released on Meet the Press with Chuck Todd on Sunday. Yes, it will be primarily his, a partial transcript of his calls with the hostage negotiators. You say partial. What's being left out? But what we're not going to do is further proclaim this individual's pledges of allegiance to terrorist groups and further his propaganda. So we're not going to hear him talk about those things? We will hear him talk about some of those things, but we're not going to hear him make his assertions of allegiance in that. There are a couple of points here. The first is that this administration has a history of telling us what they will not do. What we're not going to do is further his propaganda. Well, the problem with using the negative, what we are not going to do as a guiding philosophy is that it means you can do nothing. If you're not going to do a specific thing, then you can do nothing and fulfill that mandate. The president has used this type of language before. In an interview with Steve Croft on 60 Minutes last fall, the president was being asked about our strategy in Syria and why it wasn't working. His answer was, quote, what we are not going to do is try to reinsert ourselves in a military campaign inside of Syria, close quote. So in that case, the president defined national strategy based upon what we are not going to do. And as it turns out, we have actually done a lot of nothing. See? See how that works? That's the problem with this negative action leadership mindset. If your guiding principle is to not do something, then doing nothing is one form of success. Whereas if your guiding principle is what you will do rather than what you won't do, then doing nothing is not a form of success. You see the difference there? But the other part of Attorney General Lynch's comment is just as revealing. She decided to partially redact the 911 transcript not for a legal reasoning, but for a political one. There wasn't a law or procedure that would have prevented her from releasing the entire transcript. The suspect is dead. It's not like releasing his phone call to 911 would prevent us from convicting him of mass murder. He's dead. She made a policy decision for political reasons, not legal reasons. It turns out the only parts of the transcript that were redacted were the names Allah, Islamic State, and Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, who is the head of the Islamic State. Now, because of the way the transcripts were edited, it was pretty easy to fill in the blanks, so everyone pretty much knew what was edited out. But then we were able to confirm our suspicions because by Monday afternoon, Attorney General Lynch reversed her own decision, and release the unredacted transcripts. She completely changed her mind and decided that mentioning he who must not be named was, eh, was okay. She must have realized that allowing the transcript to be released wasn't the same thing as furthering the killer's propagandist ideology. Remember, what we're not going to do is this. Well, okay, apparently I guess she could accomplish that by still releasing the transcript. 
It's important to point out that nothing had actually changed in the investigation. The legal situation surrounding the Orlando shootings was the same in the afternoon as it was in the morning. There was not a legal reasoning to reverse course here. No undiscovered law was found or re-examined that led to the change of heart. For the second time in one day, the AG to the U.S. made a policy decision based on political reasonings, not legal reasonings. I'm going to repeat that because it's such an important point. The leader of the Department of Justice made policy decisions based upon political reasoning, not legal reasoning. And the reason that's so important is because if she's willing to make policy decisions based upon politics twice in the same day, she will be willing to do it again at some point in the future. The White House insists that this decision wasn't made by them. They had nothing to do with it. In the words of Sergeant Schultz, I know nothing. But the White House has lied to us before, and spokesman Josh Ernest doesn't always live up to the meaning of his last name. I'm not saying he's a liar per se, but on the truthometer, he's a lot closer to Baghdad Bob than George Washington. But even if the president didn't put pressure on Lynch to either redact or unredact the transcript, there is a legal issue that's coming up in which he is likely to apply a lot of political pressure on the Justice Department. And that is the criminal investigation of Hillary Clinton, the Democrat nominee for president, who was personally endorsed by the current Democrat president, Barack, middle name omitted so we don't promote any Islamic propaganda, Obama. The facts of that case are, one, Hillary set up the email server in her home in an effort to circumvent the Federal Freedom of Information Act. Two, she did so in direct defiance of State Department policies. Three, classified secret and top secret information was on hundreds of emails that went through her illicit server. Four, many of those top secret emails have been redacted by the State Department and they will not be unredacted, not because of political pressure, but because of national security. Five, at least one of the emails received by Clinton was indeed marked classified when it was sent. Six, Clinton ordered her staff to remove classified markings from documents to send through unsecured channels. Seven, the names of CIA operatives were found on at least one of her emails on that unsecured server. Eight, a well-known international hacker claims to have gotten inside her server and it was so easy to do it that it was boring. Nine, other Americans have been thrown in jail for lesser offenses. These are the facts. Notice I left out speculation, like the Russians, Chinese, North Koreans, and Iranians may all have hacked her server and read everything she wrote and received. I left that out. I just dealt with the facts. So how in the world could the FBI not issue a recommendation that Hillary Clinton be indicted in this case? If they do, that recommendation will go to Attorney General Loretta Lynch, who makes policy decisions for political reasons rather than legal ones. She proved that this week. Still a lot of different ways this whole thing can play out. Lynch could indict Clinton because she fears the political backlash of the FBI agents themselves. 
she might not indict Clinton and FBI agents might resign, like what happened on Bloody Sunday in the Nixon administration. She could indict only to have her boss issue a blanket pardon. He might say something along the lines of, uh, what we are not going to do is have our presidential elections decided in the courts. That's just not the right thing to do. See, doesn't that sound like something he would say? Ultimately, this is going to come down to a decision the president will have to make. He will have to decide between his legacy and his integrity. Which one do you think is more important to him? His attorney general is going to make a decision for political reasons and not legal ones. That brings me back to George Orwell who wrote both Animal Farm and 1984. He also wrote a very famous quote, history is written by the victors. In this case, the rule of law is not going to win. It's just not. Justice will not be done for the sake of justice alone. In the investigation into Hillary Clinton's mishandlings of national secrets for personal politics, the political victors will decide what the law means. The political victors will decide what the meaning of the word is, is. We know this to be true because our Justice Department demonstrated this week it will make policy decisions for political reasons and not legal reasons. If Hillary Clinton wins the November election, the rule of law will have already died. And all that will be left is the rule of the victors. Thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light of